You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Hey, everybody, check out the Break the Bell podcast, where we believe your voice is your most powerful weapon. For a weekly dose of our take on what's going on in the world mixed with a side of history, find us wherever podcasts are found or on social media handle at Break the Bell Pod. And most importantly, never stop talking. Prepare yourself. You're on the run with Remzo W. Martinez. They're here. You see them in the sidebar of every new website. You see them on YouTube in the comments. You see them in every libertarian forum. In their articles or in all your favorite outlets. The Bitcoin people. <laughs> they don't all sound like that, but they kind of do. You've, you've got you've got a good number of them that have been calling this for years, and why now is the time to buy Bitcoin through their preferred site, Coinbase or Coin Sutra, whatever. Comma Bitcoin Sutra, whatever you're, they're they're calling it these days. Um, you see this every election cycle. You see this every time there's a dip in the stock market. It's the end of days. The end is here. The centralized monetary system's finally falling apart. Should have bought Bitcoin when it was 30 cents a coin. Would have been a billionaire. To own your own islands right now. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on Bitcoin. I'm really not. I, I like the whole process, but... uh. I've brought it up in the past. I've talked about it in past episodes. I've written articles about it. But I want to be straight with you because I still hear it and I see it. Should I buy Bitcoin now? How much should I put in Bitcoin? I'm, I'm putting putting 10% down in Bitcoin every month. This is the time where I go ahead and give the disclaimer. I'm neither a financial expert in this, expert in this for entertainment purposes only. You should go ahead and consult your own uh, financial planner and your family and consult the other experts in order to make well-informed financial decisions. But... I also just want to be honest, because some of you think that my insights can be a tad helpful. Uh, I don't own... I do not own Bitcoin. Am I even a libertarian if I don't own Bitcoin? That's the question of the day. Uh, I don't own Bitcoin for now. And uh, I want to tell you why. Uh, first is first, uh, I was leaving my job at parlor and I knew that I was going to be on my own for a while. I want to take some time off to do consulting and travel. And, uh, you know, the, the first is first, I have my savings. I have my investments, which are broken up into different things. I've got Roth IRA. I've got a mutual fund. Then I've got my single stock portfolios through Robinhood and Webull. And as I was uh, leaving the company, the first thing I did was I cashed out my Robinhood and my Webull accounts. Those were investments, single stocks that were not set for retirement. They're expendable. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Your single stocks are expendable. The king himself, 
Dave Ramsey told me that. When you're unemployed and when you don't know when you're going to get money, the single stocks are the first thing to go. So what I did was I put my single stocks, I cashed out, put 90% of it in savings, put 10% in my checkings. That was going to make the first layer of what I could use as money to buy things, go out, pay bills. And then the rest is sitting in a high interest savings account. Uh, I did put like, uh, you know, uh, a good amount into uh, my monthly savings. I'm sorry, my, my monthly uh, contribution to my mutual fund through my uh, my brokerage. And then what I did was uh, I maxed out my 2020 Roth IRA contribution. So 2020 Roth IRA contribution is already taken care of. I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm falling back because of retirement contributions. So luckily, because I sold all my single stocks, had had uh, a good layer of burn money, had a very tightly packed emergency savings, emergency fund. Uh, I'm still able to put monthly contributions into my uh, general uh, mutual fund, uh, target retirement date mutual fund. And then what I did was I maxed out my 2020 uh, Roth IRA contribution. And now I'm in a good position. I got clients. I've got passive income coming in. Uh, through other means, I'm okay. Um, do I miss the massive Robinhood portfolio of the all the dividend stocks and everything? Absolutely. But they're single stocks. Uh, I can make that up. Uh, not going to take money out of my Roth. Not going to close out my mutual fund. Don't want to burn my savings. Uh, I, can, I can recoup that in those uh, brokerage accounts later for Webull and Robinhood. If you want to help me out, Go to the link in the show notes for Robinhood. You get one free stock when you sign up, and I get a free stock. That way we both win. Yay, if you haven't started investing already. But uh, what you've probably gathered from that is I don't have any Bitcoin. I did have Bitcoin, and uh, I ended up selling it way before that. Actually, when I was at the top of the world uh, with the full-time gig, uh, I did buy a little bit of Bitcoin. I sold it on dip. I lost money on it, and I'll, I'll explain why. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the reasons why you shouldn't own Bitcoin and the reasons you should. Uh, because I feel like there's a lot of misinformation out there. And the the issue isn't necessarily the Bitcoin itself. We could go ahead and substitute Bitcoin for you know other cryptos, Ethereum, Litecoin, Dogecoin, Monero, whatever. We could even go ahead and bring in stuff like gold, real estate, that type of stuff. Um, well, probably not real estate. We're, we're talking about we're talking about things that can be used as a storage of wealth and that you can easily transfer that. So, you know, we could talk gold, silver, that type of stuff. But for now, we're talking Bitcoin because all of you little libertarians just love your Bitcoin. And uh, I don't think some of you know why. And uh, some of you do. But I just want to be straight with you. I don't own it. And I'm not going to tell you to start buying it uh, if I don't own it. Because I, I think that that's, uh, that's reckless and that everyone has their own situation. You really need to evaluate it. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, why, I, you know, why are I, I'll explain to you why I don't own it right now by explaining to you why you shouldn't own it if you meet certain criteria and what you should do if you uh, want to own Bitcoin and you get to that point where you can. So we're going to go ahead and start with the why you shouldn't own Bitcoin if section. Um, 
And I, I think the first one, and, and these will all be pretty obvious. I'm going to get people jumping in saying, man, the, the Fed is falling apart. But let me tell you this. If the Fed falls apart, America falls apart. If America falls apart, you've got bigger things to worry about than whether or not you bought a bunch of Bitcoin and you rode to the moon and all that jazz. So we're, we're going to stick in re- the real world and everyone else can can go, you know, pat themselves on the back, go, you know, touch t- touch wallet tips and stuff like that. But the first reason... You shouldn't own Bitcoin if you have debt, excluding the mortgage on your house. I feel like this should be obvious. If you have debt, you don't have cho- you don't have room to make other choices. If you don't have room to make other choices, you've limited your freedom. Therefore, if you're buying Bitcoin and you have debt, consumer debt, student loan debt, any type of debt, you're you're just digging a giant hole for yourself because the Debtor is owned by that and who owns the debt, whether it's banks, other financial institutions, friends, family you loan you got a loan from and you haven't paid it back. If you have debt, you need to go ahead and get rid of it because you will never build wealth and it will make your life more difficult if you do not clear debt first. I see this when I listen to Dave Ramsey all the time. Dave, uh, you know, I'm $20,000 in student debt and uh, I've got like uh, $20,000 in single stocks. Should I, uh, you know, keep, keep, keep the stocks and, you know, just work to pay down the debt or should I just go ahead and, uh, you know, sell all the stocks to pay the debt? And Dave Ramsey's like, dude, the debt is keeping you from building wealth and expanding your freedom. Sell the freaking single stocks, pay off the debt, or sell the car, pay off the debt. Either way, you're not going farther in your life until the debt is paid. And I know a lot of you buying Bitcoin, which is a digital currency that's just going to sit around not do anything for you, um, and you're, you're going to keep accumulating this debt, or you're going to just make the bare minimum payments. Do not own Bitcoin if you have debt excluding your mortgage. Your mortgage is is a whole different thing. But if you've got any type of debt, do not buy Bitcoin until you've paid off your debt. When you buy Bitcoin, which is a currency and not a stock, and you should not treat it as a stock, is a currency, is a storage of value, you need to be prepared for that to go to zero. Same reason I know a lot of people that get into investing for the first time. What they do is they try and do day trading and all this other get-rich-quick shit. They put a bunch of money into their stocks. Then they actually need cash because they don't have an emergency fund or they don't have enough money to pay for a $500 emergency bill. And then they sell all their stocks. They've got to pay a fee. If, they, if, the, if the stocks went up in value, guess what? You cash it out. You're going to have to pay taxes on that. And now what you've done is you've just set yourself back progress-wise. So don't be the person who's broke, who has debt, and is buying Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not going to help you if you owe Chase Sapphire or your loaner or whatever if you owe money. Don't buy Bitcoin if you have debt, excluding your mortgage. Uh, Second, you don't have at least three streams of income. We talk about this all the freaking time. I'll say it again. The three basic streams. Uh, your full-time salary, your full-time salary is your largest builder of wealth, your side gig, which is what you're putting 
one to five hours a week. This is extra, you know, scratch money. And then passive income. Passive income is money you make while you're sleeping through royalties, through rents from owning real estate, uh, through dividend-paying stocks. If you don't have at least three forms of passive income, you should not be getting involved in Bitcoin. Now, I hear what you're saying. Well, Remso, I hear about all these people that got rich with Bitcoin. Let me tell you a giant myth about a lot of these so-called Bitcoin billionaires. And I'm going to tell you about a person I know. And I'm not going to tell you his name because the bastard will sue me. Not because I'm defaming him, but because he'll say I'm defaming him because the truth hurts like a bitch. There's a person I know who is questionably a millionaire. I doubt that he is. I actually don't genuinely think he is. He has shown no evidence he's a millionaire and when you look more into this person, who I will not name, you'll begin to question it too. But this so-called millionaire who's been on TV, radio, podcasts, in print, uh, self-proclaimed millionaire, is one of the early adopters of Bitcoin. And he constantly ties his success to him being attached to Bitcoin when it was very, very cheap to buy it. And he owns a Bitcoin mining farm in South Asia. Uh, where he he gets the, the the space and the cheap electricity and the cheap labor to mine for Bitcoin. If you listen to this person, he will make it seem like he got rich through Bitcoin, and he is rich because of Bitcoin, and that everybody should be like him and buy and mine Bitcoin. That is a lie. It's a lie on two counts. One, this Bitcoin millionaire did not become rich through Bitcoin. Secondly, he is not becoming more rich because of Bitcoin. Um, this person doesn't like it when people know this, but he was rich. He was a wealthy man because he opened multiple insurance businesses, insurance companies. He got rich through accident insurance and, uh, and and corporate insurance and stuff like that. Not that sexy, but it's admirable. Start a business, got rich off of it. I don't think he became a millionaire, as he says he did. But that's neither here nor there. The thing is, though, this person was already wealthy. This person had no debt. This person had cash on hand, and this person was making passive income through investments, and he was also retired, so he had his retirement coming in, and he, uh, he was also at the, he's of the age where he's collecting Social Security, so he's got Social Security coming in, so he's got multiple streams coming in. He, he, he has it through other full-time projects he does where he gets a salary. He doesn't tell people he gets a salary. He tells people, I do this because I want to. I do this for the love of it. You should be thankful. Then you go ahead and do a little dicking, and he gets a salary from it because he doesn't do shit for free. So he's got a salary. Uh, he's got his side income from other stuff coming in, other kooky projects. And then he's got his passive income through investments and through Social Security. He doesn't have to work for that. It's already going to come to him for the rest of his life. Um, and then what he does is he puts his salary towards paying his bills. He puts his side gig stuff towards investing more and more to build more, uh, more passive income through his expanding his dividend portfolio. 
And then what he does through his passive income is he uses it to fund his whole Bitcoin operation. And this guy doesn't uh, do much with it. He's just accumulating more and more Bitcoin. I think he's in the top 2% of Bitcoin owners in the world who own 90% of the Bitcoin. So he didn't get rich through Bitcoin. He was rich before it. He only is making money through Bitcoin because he's making money through other means to buy more Bitcoin and to mine for Bitcoin. What I'm basically saying is, unless you already had enormous wealth and you have cash flow, like going back to the prior step, you don't have debt, uh, don't use your money to buy Bitcoin. Make yourself so comfortable that you can put your money into something imaginary used by drug dealers online, but uh, created by uh, some potentially Japanese, not Japanese dude, that could potentially go to zero. I've seen Bitcoin do everything. And right now, it's going skyrocketing crazy. I saw the same thing in 2018, and then it dropped. And when that happened, it caused all the other crypto to drop. And I needed the cash, so I cashed out. Because I barely even had a job. I had, no, I had nothing coming in. I had no business getting involved in it. So yeah, let me say it again. If you don't at least have three streams of income, your salary, a side gig, and passive income, don't buy Bitcoin. Third rule, and this has been touched on previously, but this needs to be emphasized even more. You don't have a three to six month fully funded emergency fund. How many people do you know in the first year of the pandemic were clamoring and praying and Googling all day, when am I getting my stimulus check? A lot of people. Uh, two out of three Americans have less than $1,000 in emergency savings. Dave Ramsey, the, the smartest financial leader in America, told you at least have three to six months of a fully funded emergency fund based off your annual income. Uh, if you don't have that, what's going to happen is the same thing that's going to happen if, let's say, you have a bunch of single stocks. You need money. You need cash now. Those bills are, com are coming up. The, this emergency has happened. All you're going to do is you're going to go ahead and cash out. And more often than not, whenever you cash out, you're going to end up losing that money. You're going to end up losing all the earning potential. You may or may not have to pay taxes on what you've done. Uh, same applies to Bitcoin. The purpose of Bitcoin is not to sell your Bitcoin. Exchanging if you're buying something, that's, that's one thing. But for the most part, your Bitcoin is to hold. Hold on for dear life. Hodl. Hodl it. You don't want to have to get rid of it. You don't want to be in a situation where you don't have enough cash and you're stuck to the point where you're looking at your Bitcoin and you want to sell it. When you buy your Bitcoin, you should just assume that that money's gone. It, you've already spent it. Think of it that way. It's just not coming back. The last thing you want to do is cash out. Don't put yourself in that situation. Don't put yourself in that situation, if anything, where you're looking at you know pulling out of your 401k or retirement, where you're going to have to you know make those really tough decisions. Make it easy for yourself. Your, your emergency savings is your investment in you. Rainy days don't come because it's a big hypothetical question as to if they will come. It's a matter of when they will come. You will have to touch your savings. So prepare yourself. Have three to six months of fully funded emergency cash on hand sitting in a high-interest savings account. And lastly, for why you shouldn't own Bitcoin... You have not contributed your yearly retirement um, amount, whether it's through a uh, traditional or Roth IRA or 401k. You need to be investing in you first. 
don't invest in Bitcoin. Invest in, investment is in Bitcoin. Um, just basically assume it's an investment in Jack Dorsey's and the top 2% of people that own 90% of the Bitcoin in the world. Pay yourself first. Get ready to make your life easier for 60-year-old you. Make sure that you have passive income coming by so you're not like my grandfather in his 70s who is still having to work because he, he, he got, you know, life was hard, made some bad choices, some bad things happened to him. Either way, you don't want to be that person. Invest in yourself. Max out your IRA contributions. Make sure you're putting 10 to 15% of your monthly household income into investments, even just a mutual fund. If you're not building up your investment portfolio, it doesn't matter how much Bitcoin you own. You need your money working for you. This is the easiest way that anybody in America can do that. And I'm going to plug it again. If you want to get involved in investing, especially in good dividend stocks, and you haven't already, you get free stock today. Go into the show notes, click on the Robinhood link. You get a free stock just for signing up. Nothing else. You get it for free. So that's my gift to you. And I get a free stock as well when you sign up. So it helps me out. Do it today. It's, it's free. It costs you nothing. You make money. I'm, you're, we're literally giving you money. So yeah, invest in yourself first before you invest in, in Bitcoin. So make sure you've made your, as you're, you've made, you've maxed out your retirement contributions for the year, depending on what type of uh, retirement funds you have. Now we've already covered why you shouldn't own Bitcoin. You have debt. You don't have three streams of income. You don't have a fully funded emergency fund, and you have not contributed your full retirement amount. Now, when should you own Bitcoin? You should own Bitcoin if you have already completed all the things that we, we just previously listed off. But here are the other reasons why you definitely should. Now, the first one is a rarity. You're in a, you're, you're given currency is hyperinflated, and we're talking Venezuela. The Venezuelan Boulevard is worth less than World of Warcraft money. That's why Venezuela is one of the most heavy hotspots in the world for crypto. Because Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, uh, Litecoin is also big there, Ethereum, uh, they're actual they, they actually have value to them. That and because of trade embargoes and all this other stuff. Uh, banking problems. You don't want to deal with, with a nationalized bank. Uh, a lot of people are buying stuff from like Florida, for example, in order not to be traced, in order not to be tracked, uh, grabbed by the Venezuelan cops for committing some type of crime, just trying to buy bars of soap from Miami. Uh, they're buying it in Bitcoin to protect themselves because it's a store of value. It's untraceable. And anybody with a phone and access to the internet can get a wallet can get access to a crypto exchange and you you know you can get access to it. So if you're in freaking Venezuela or if you're in a country that is about to hit a point of hyperinflation, you definitely need it. And other crypto too, not just Bitcoin. Other people say if it's not Bitcoin, it's shitcoin. I say, do do what works, man. If a guy says he takes Ethereum, send him Ethereum. It's just just that easy. Crypto is crypto. Uh, everyone else is going to probably bitch at that, but that that's my take on it. I'm too, I'm too dumb, and there's too much stuff in the world. I don't have time for little hypothetical conversations, especially from poor people. 
who don't have a fully funded emergency fund, you don't have cash flow, who uh, are just spending their money in Bitcoin waiting for the world to burn. Where at that point, your Bitcoin won't matter. So that's the one reason why you should own Bitcoin. Your currency is hyperinflated. Secondly, you can invest and you will never need to pull out. Basically, this is burn money. After you've taken care of your cash flow situation, your fully funded savings, and you're taking care of yourself investment-wise, this is some money that you could just put away because you should not ever have to think about cashing out your Bitcoin. You should be putting it in there as if it's just going to build and build and build because at the end of the day, Bitcoin might not be a lot of things, but what it is is a store of value. In the worst case scenario, it might be one of the only ways you can pay for something when shit hits the fan. So put, you, you, you're at the point where it's like, ah, oh, if I put $500 there, if I put even, you know, let's bring it down, 50 bucks in Bitcoin, am I going to miss that 50 bucks? No. If, if you've done everything else right, 50 bucks is just going to show up like the next morning. You're good. So you're, you're, you can own Bitcoin if you have money that you could put towards it that you never have to pull out. Okay, third you have a diversified investment portfolio. And I, I say this because uh, Bitcoin is treated as an investment. Um, I'm not going to give financial advice, but what I will say is that you never want to put all your eggs in one basket. And I'll, I'll just use crypto, for example. I think you should own a majority of your crypto in Bitcoin, but you should also own some Litecoin, some Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash. Uh, you should... Keep everything, you know, you, you got to water it all. You got to water the garden. Yeah, you might be growing roses, but, you know, grow some daisies, grow some sunflowers, grow some of that stuff. So just like you would have your investment portfolio diversified, you want to do the same thing with your crypto portfolio. Um, and, and, you know, r really think about this. I, I've got some friends uh, who who have brought this up, uh, Nick, Nick Bacone, is a uh, is is a is a friend of the show, and he him and his wife put like twenty bucks a week into a Bitcoin wallet for their daughter, and this is like a savings a crypto savings account for her. So they put twenty dollars of Bitcoin away that they're going to give to their daughter one day. And their big th big thing is right now, you know, we might not see big widespread Bitcoin adaption in our lifetime. We might not see the collapse of the dollar in our lifetime. But this is not for our future. This is for our daughter's future. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. So, I mean, really, I think if you're, especially if you're listening to this show, you know that things can change. So you want to have this as like your emergency, emergency, emergency shit hits the fan portfolio. So don't just go for Bitcoin, but keep it maybe what I would probably do, 70% Bitcoin, 30% uh broken mixed assets, 5% in different cryptos. Uh, so, you know, different altcoins. Uh, how you do that, and I'm not saying that's the best way to do it, it's just how I how, how I would do it. Uh, just, just make sure, never have all your eggs in one thing. And when it comes to crypto, you know, don't just have everything in Bitcoin. Maybe a majority of Bitcoin, because everything will always be pegged to Bitcoin. But, you know, make, make, make your best judgment on that. Uh, next cash flow is not an immediate concern. Uh, th this goes back to, um, you know, why you shouldn't own Bitcoin if you don't have, uh, different streams of income. You, you need to be at a point in your life where 
you can dedicate an entire stream of income just towards certain things. So I would say your salary goes towards bill goes towards bills and savings. Your side gigs to go towards investments and your passive goes towards crypto. You need to get to the point where you don't have to worry whether or not you're going to have stuff for what this would be classified as, as a sinking fund. Um, get to the point where you're comfortable. And even if you have you know, those three streams of income, you shouldn't have to worry about the longevity of them or whether you're going to make enough sales. You need to get to the point where it's all just kind of natural and you don't have to worry about it because it's gotten to the point where it's almost like a science for you. You just know what you have to do and it's, you don't have to worry about it. If you're stressing about those three things, even if you have those three things, because you're afraid about the, the, uh, the, the safety of it or, the health of it or the longevity of it, don't don't put it in crypto. If if you're afraid you might not have a job in three months, if you're afraid your side gig might get outsourced to technology or machines, if you're afraid that your passive income is gonna dry up because of something a financial planner did or you invested wrongly, if you have to worry about it, it's not a matter of has it happened, but if you have to worry about it, don't give yourself the stress of thinking, oh, well, I need to buy my monthly crypto. No, put it into your savings, man. Crypto is burn money, okay? Once you put it there, it's gone. Yeah, you can cash out, but the repercussions of cashing out are big. Don't worry about it. So get yourself to a point where cash flow is not an immediate concern and you have peace of mind. And lastly, you understand its true purpose. You understand that it's not a piece of stock. This is the currency of the future today. This is, should be used like cash. It could even be used as a store of value like gold. Don't be like people in 2018 that were doing it, thinking that it was just going to rise and they were putting all this money into it to hopefully sell it off and become Bitcoin billionaires. No. If you treat it like that, you're going to get burned. Understand the true purpose. So let's go, go through this again. You should own Bitcoin if your currency is hyperinflated. Example, Venezuela. You can invest money you will never need to pull out. You have a diversified crypto investment portfolio because it's not just about your future. It could be about your kid's future. Uh, cash flow is not an immediate stress for you. You don't have to constantly worry about whether it's going to be consistent. And lastly, you understand its true purpose. Uh, agree with me or disagree with me? Let me know in the comments. Find me across Al Gore's amazing internet at Hey Remso. And please, conversations like this, I, I, I could be wrong about this. I could be really right about this. But if we don't talk about it, we're never going to get better. And ultimately, the purpose of this show, the purpose of episodes like this is to be better. As always, find me across the internet at Hey Remso, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. Go in the show notes if you don't have Robinhood right now and get your free stock using that link. Get it for free just by signing up. Use the Robinhood link in the show notes. And uh, that's about it. So be good, stay safe, and I will talk to you later. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Like the Chris Spangle Show, Liberty Explained, The Brian Nichols Show, The Boss Hog of Liberty. 
Freedom Strips with Keaton Tucker, On the Run with Rimzo Martinez, Gingerarchy with Trisha Stewart Mann, Upward Libertarian Activism, and now hear this. Tune in now and we're going to help you sound smarter when talking with your friends. 